You uh, definitely have to have a good sense of humor to do my job. Don't worry about embarrassing yourself. You definitely have to be a people person. Being able to create that small talk that really can change someone's day is something that is definitely needed for this position. To work here, you gotta be fast and efficient. You don't wanna take up too much of their time, but you don't want to make them feel rushed. You can start off not knowing anything, and they give you all the skills and all the training and everything that you need, all the tools that you need to get really into it and getting situated and knowing what you're doing. Well, the day here flies by. You come in, you clock in, and the very next thing you're going home and you can't believe you're already leaving. And the best part is, if you're not closing, you get to stay after and ride the rides anyway. My favorite part of working in games and working for Six Flags is talking on the microphone and interacting with the guests. So you got the microphone and everything, you're talking on the mic, and people are all happy and smiling and rolling, you know, and getting prizes and everything. Basically having fun all day, so, and get paid for it. Singing, dancing in front of them, it's, the most fun you could ever have. You have to hype them up. You have to get them excited. You have to let them know, you know what I mean? This is a game. They're, they're here to have fun. They're here to get excited and play these games and win these games and take home these prizes and remember it for the rest of their life that they came and they were a winner today. It truly does make you happy to see somebody else happy and know that you're the one who did it for them. perks working here would definitely be getting to get in free. We get discounts on a lot of great stuff. It's a lot of fun and just being in the environment when you're not even here makes it that much more awesome. We always have like those extra things that supervisors do. You can get cash on the spot, mantra money. If somebody catches you doing the right thing or if a guest's noticed you doing the right thing and they want to mention it because it's that commendable, they definitely reward you nicely for it. Everyone's so friendly and nice, and it's such a great work environment. Each department that you go into, no matter what it is, there should never be any hesitation because you will always find yourself fitting in perfectly with your own little family. As a student, it's the perfect job. They help me with my school schedule. They're so flexible and helping me out. The application process is definitely the easiest part. They walk you step by step how you get to contact somebody and how you can get hired. It doesn't get any better than this. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number four of Some Great Adventures, the podcast where three old buddies who met and worked for a significant amount of time at Six Flags Great Adventure, located in Jackson, New Jersey, chat about our time at the park. I am Steve Hicks, and as always, my co-hosts are... Scott Loudon. And... Chris Peluso. There you go. Our podcast continues to be made possible by our friends at the Share Universe Podcast Studio. Today, behind the scenes, we have Ming Chen helping us out. Uh, look them up on Facebook or the direct website if you have any interest in podcasting. They are the absolute best. Today, we have not one, but two very special guest hosts joining us. The first is my old buddy who was with me during our black and red tag days and Western rides because screw you, Scott, Wes is best. And (laughs) then he was my partner for uh, a few years as a co-supervisor in both the West (coughs) and the East uh, sections of the park. Uh, And then my fellow full-timer in the games department, my buddy, Andy Aletti. Say hi to nice people, Andy. Hey, what's up, buddy? Hey, everybody. Hey, Andy. And then the second person that is co-hosting, we're bringing into this time. Uh, I met this person during my time in games. Uh, in all honesty, she was actually probably my favorite, if not one of my actual favorite people from all of the games employees that uh, me and Andy were in charge oh. of. Um, 
And I'm very pleased to say that after I left the park, I completely didn't know and found out she started dating co-host Chris Peluso, and that, then they got married. So there you go. So welcome, everybody, to the awesome Sam Peluso. How you doing, Sam? What a really so, if you didn't like her. I know, right? Right? Um, so... We always like to kick off when we have guest hosts, um, kind of like we did in the first episode, have them talk about how they started at the park, when they started, um, their history, and basically when they ended and why. Why did they leave the park? So we're going to kick it off with Andy. Andy, how the hell did you end up being at Six Flags? Well, let's see. Lost I the actually bet. have the honor <laughs> of being uh, the only 15-year-old to ever work in the rides department. So that is crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we uh, I got that job actually never even knowing about working there that my father knew at the time, the manager of operations there, uh, Joe Lagravinus, and uh, he told me to come on down and meet him and told him I wanted rides. And, you know, when you know the manager, you get what you want. So <laughs> I wound up as a 15 year old in rides at the wonderful paddle boats in the western section. And uh, just happened to be lucky enough to land in the best section of the park. That's right. <laughs> Digs just keep on coming. So, <laughs> yeah, that was 87, 1987 I started. And um, I knew a few, few of you guys. Uh, my brother, Dominic, you guys remember him now. You know, he yep. started there also uh, the year before me. So I'd met a few people there, and uh, I was real excited to work, start working there. So until I found out what I was going to be doing all day on that freaking paddle boat dock. <laughs> <laughs> wearing these long pants roasting all day yeah, so that was uh yeah, that was an interesting work, uh place to work in the park but uh hey hold, that, on, hold on hold on they brought you in at 15 and let you work at paddle boats i got screwed they actually yeah. i i had to do grounds at 15 and they put me at paddle boats at 16 so i did that. Oh. me and you really have a linear path because wow. i spent my first time in rides at paddle boats but yeah, I had already much. done a whole year in grounds. So I really got screwed, man. <laughs> well, I guess they figured at 15, I wasn't going to you know, kill anybody on the paddle boats. You know, so True. They let me work there. True. And, uh, but it was cool. Um, got to pretty much hang out with the log flume crew all the time. You know, we were your neighbors. And uh, it had days where it was pretty fun just hanging out there by the water and riding around the paddle boat docks and driving mm. out to Switlick on the boats and uh, yep, you know, yep. things out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, and then I stayed mostly in 120 my whole time there. You know, I worked uh, cables after that. When I turned 16, I was allowed to work a real ride. So uh, I went over to Western Cables. I think I was there for one season, then uh, went over to Mine Train. Uh, and that's where I got lead. I was lead at Mine Train for two or three seasons. Then, um, yeah, that was like 1988, 89-ish, I'm guessing. That's the real years at Mine Train, too. That's when that ride was a ride. Yeah. It, three mm-hmm. trains, hard to run. Yeah. You had to know what you were doing. Yeah. And that was fun. Those were fun summers. Like, all of us were leads. So you had a lot from you and Brian. Yep. Uh, you know, Tony was at Western Cables. I, me and Gretchen were at the Mine Train. Yep. Yep. And, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was, you know, it was a really cool group of little rides. And everybody who we worked with there really enjoyed that. Those were some great summers. Absolutely. Now, was paddle boats free, or did you have to pay? No, you had to pay. No, no, no. Paddle boats was an upcharge uh, 
you know. But, so but it, was yeah. <laughs> it was not an attraction yeah. because that didn't exist yet. We weren't <laughs> out to screw people yet. So. <laughs> they didn't have a name for it. They were just like, we want more money, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, we actually had to go to cash control and learn how to do the bank and the register and all that stuff there. So I guess. Yeah. And we were in charge of the, the, the yeah. fish food feeders, which and also fish, wouldn't well, be ours later. Fish food was like, Ooh, <laughs> I I like the food. business. It was like, <laughs> bigger, like a bunch of quarters and you made change and you brought this big bag of money back at the end of the day. You know? um, but we had to keep filling up uh, the fish food machines and emptying the, the quarters out of the machines. And, you know, paddle boats had a lot of, a lot of responsibility. Yeah, I'm not going to say the name, but there was one supervisor during those years who, if somebody did a good job, he'd be like, you're going to come empty the fish feeders with me. And he would just fill your pockets with quarters. Yeah. <laughs> like $15 yeah. in quarters in your pockets. No, that was total cash. There was no, you know, no way to, uh, to keep it on. Yeah. And it, food, so. and it was underneath Best of the West, under that little, like, railing area, right up against the, the river. So nobody could see what was going on anyway. It's, this is pre-camera days. So literally anything that went under there, like, you get a drug deal under there, no one would know. You know? <laughs> like, it was all hidden, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Not saying you did that, Andy. I'm just saying you could. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but I may have, you know, taken a lot of free fish food and spend my days just feeding fish all day. <laughs> Me too. That was one of my favorite things as a supervisor in 120. You know, you get those moments where everything was working out great, everything was running fine, and you maybe just go chill over by the lake for a little bit, watch the logs yep. run, feed some fish, enjoy the sun. It was nice. Yeah. Wait for the fireworks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, so what you, I think well, we had the area trainer phase after that, that short-lived yeah. position. So, so I was the 120 area trainer for like half a season and uh, and then was promoted to 120 supervisor. And at the time, it was me and Rich Genone and Sue Heakin. Yeah. So they were the ones who trained me over there how to be a supervisor. My supervisors, you know, that I had worked under were uh, Gary Joseph and uh, – Bruce Ball and Bill Daly. Oh my God! Well, those guys, were, yeah. I forgot yeah, about Bruce Ball. Holy cow! Yeah. I love Bruce. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, they were always good to us. That section ran well for you. You know, it had the tradition of running real well. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, so we kept that going, and I worked with them uh, one or two seasons. And things got moved around a bit. And that's when you came over, and then it was me and you for like two seasons there alone. Yeah. We never had a third. We had a rotating third. Yep. Yep. And then I think what year did we wind up in 160? Yeah, because the 120 project came in. We decided not to do that. Oh god. So the one so, yeah. It was like well, we you got evicted from our home. We did. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's funny. Um, I actually reached out to some of them this weekend because I'd really like to do a podcast and just talk about it. Because it's kind of funny. So like right now, like your reaction was my reaction in episode one when I first talked about it and talked about my history. But it's really funny because as I've been thinking about it more and more over the last like four months, I, I think I've changed my whole mind to it. And I'm like, it kind of actually makes sense if you take a step back and look at what they were trying to do. I just don't know if they were in the right time to try to do that. You know what I mean? And I would love to really just break down like, what was their mentality? Like, what were they looking to do? And if, they, if, if that had been successful in 120, how are they ever going to spread that out to the other sections? Like one section at a time each year, or were they just going to try to give it up? Like everybody was going to get it 
Like that's it. Like it's going to be park wide. Yeah. Like it's an interesting thing to really talk about. So it's kind of funny because my instinct from the history of when we were there is always like, ah, I would never want to be part of that. But now when I think about the park, I want to know about it. So I'm hoping some of them might yeah. want to come on the podcast and talk about it, but we'll see. Uh, food. Well, the biggest thing I thought, it, you right? know, like, yeah. Foods was absolutely part of it. Foods, grounds, rides. That was well, the deal breaker. It wasn't because merch and shows bowed out and they wouldn't go into it, but rides, grounds, and foods did, if I'm remembering yeah. right. That's I know shows deal. definitely did not, and I think merch got out of it as well. That's Games the deal breaker for me. Foods is brutal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just so much different, different world. Then, well, that's what know, I was going to say, Chris. One thing yeah. I learned is every department, we all had a great adventure culture, but then every department had kind of their own little subculture. And yep. right. they ran great on their own, but when we tried to put them all together, you know, just <laughs> yeah, now food carries sure. with it the food. That's a whole different animal. <laughs> and, and retail, another animal that's totally different than rides and grounds. Yeah, now, now, leaving well, even the games, other, we all learn that games is very different, right. you know. Exactly, exactly. So there, at least you just have the retail aspect, you know. But yeah, food. Whoa, <laughs> you go home with a lot of sick people, man. If you got a, a free for all operator serving burgers, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's, that's some scary shit. I can't believe they did that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, or how yeah. about you know we'd have somebody in ground cleaning the bathroom and then we put them in a the kitchen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you're cleaning coming. table for short staff. Get in the kitchen and go yeah. cook the food. No <laughs> time to wash fun. your hands. Get in there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. So we went over the 160 yeah. together, and then did you go from straight from once? Where did you go after that? Did you you didn't go straight into so games? I went back or, to did you? No, 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 I went back to 120 after that's 160. It. And so I stayed and I over there for one or it was the, the original season that they opened Adventure Rivers. We were there, right. I think, right. which was maybe 1990, I want to guess. Um, yeah. And I think the following summer also. And then you stayed and I went back to 120. That's that's exactly right. You went back to 120. I stayed with Gary and Scott. And then and then we both moved into games. Well, you moved into games first. Right. Because that's eventually where I finally wound up. And that what year was that? Um, maybe 98 or 97. Uh, well, 97 was my year there. Did you go? Were you, were you so in the exact year same year, or were you, that's what I thought you were there a year before me, right? Yeah, yeah, I left yeah, at so the you, end of a season, so at the end of say the 96 season, I had done the whole year with operations, and then in the fall, uh, that's I what I thought, game, that's when I went over. Yep, so I was there for a whole winter first before I had my actual first season in games. That's what I thought. So you yeah, were ninety. So, you know, of course, I had, like everybody else, yeah. you know, every other person right, you know, sitting around waiting forever for someone to die or move away or something <laughs> for a job to open up because they never did. Nope. And, um, nope. You know, obviously, you know, that's what we were all trying to do. But uh, the opportunity opened up in games first, and I knew Denise, and you know, I yeah. thought that would be cool to go over there and try that and work with her. So that's how I wound up over there. You know, nice. it was a full-time job. It finally was getting, uh, you know, some medical benefits and stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. Probably, <laughs> you know, like maybe 23, 24 years old. And, uh, yeah, you, know, you can like get old man. I'm, a, I'm a grown-up now. I got a full-time job. I'm great adventure. <laughs> and um, <laughs> <laughs> So I I'm curious because I, you know, I, I, never, I knew I would never be a full-timer. I never had the skills, but 
What do you do as a full-timer in the winter? Like, what happens then? I picture oh, just a lot of like, hanging out and partying and, like, you know, having a good time. Or... Uh, I feel like, well, I don't know if every department is doing the same thing. I was going to say, mostly worked on, on like, budgeting stuff and, uh, um, right. you know, I did a lot of work with, like, the gaming license applications and that kind of stuff, you know, inspections. Mm-hmm. We, uh, um you know, we had to do like business plans for the following season. That was a big deal. Like okay. we worked on that kind of like all the time. Oh, you gotta get your business plan, do your business plan. And then I was again feel like some, you know, twenty-three-year-old kid standing up trying to explain to the to the president of park how we were gonna spend, you know, this twenty million dollars that they gave us. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a, yeah, no, that's a good question. Foods found a way. To keep me working seventy hours a week, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't bad mouth foods. I just lay Even out the facts. winter time. I lay out the facts. That's all. And I know up until December, I was still doing. There was some chamber of commerce bullshit catering that I had to do, and uh, somehow I still managed to get seventy hours a week. Not my two days <laughs> off every day. That was, you know. And you were like salary, I said, I'll, right? I'll let, yeah, yeah. I'll let that speak for itself, though. You know, so I went from granted, I went from ninety to one hundred hours a week to seventy. You know, so that's a little improvement, but uh, yeah, yeah. I'm wondering. I'm wondering yeah, if for those experience. that can see this live, I'm wondering if Ming could put that sucker graphic over your head right yeah. now. Oh, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I think I made under minimum wage when I worked in food service. Because yeah, if, if you do the math, yeah, yeah, yeah. under minimum wage. Yeah. Was Sorry, that but but that was time? always my department. I would never. I'd work any department that place, but I had to draw the line in food. I said the same thing. Yeah. Never, yeah. never, never food. Nothing food. Never food people just couldn't do it. No, no, definitely not. Just the. The nature, <laughs> yeah. nature of the business. So, Andy, what what made you leave? Well, I I should if I made a you know can make real money working, I would have loved to have done that job my whole life. It was a very fun place to work, but you know historically the pay there kind of is under the bargain rate. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, I got married, I, I had to, you know, we wanted to buy a house, had to start making some better money. And when I realized, you know, you know how ridiculous the salaries they were offering us there were, there and I ventured out. And uh, that's when I went actually over, started working with Scott. And uh, and you came over there shortly, too. So like, I, I feel like, honestly, 85, 90% of the jobs I've held my whole life have been, Steve, with you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's true. It's totally true. So I'm sorry for your loss, Andy. Yeah, so that was it. I just left and I didn't win. This, you know, they gave me like a bonus and everything at Great Venture. And I'm still, this other place wants to give me a job with something I don't even have any experience doing, but like so much more than that. You know, kind of <laughs> no brainer. So uh, that's when I left. So I think uh, 97, maybe 98, I was my last year there. I think I did 12 or 13 seasons total. Yeah, yours was 98 because you you started the season after I left. I left 97. I only did that one year in games. And then I got down. My position got downsized there. And then they offered me a full-time position in foods. And I was like, (laughs) no, no. (laughs) That was it. I left. I know you came back. And I don't think you – did you finish 98? I didn't think you even finished this season. I thought you only went back for, like, partial seasons. No. Yeah, no, I left uh, probably mid-season. On, on That's Yeah, because you were there for, like, a second 
when I came over, I was like, oh shit, Andy's over yeah, here. I barely even remembered you were there, Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but, uh, yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh yeah, that's right, Chris did work in games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. All right, cool. <laughs> All right. know, games was fun. games was very different, but uh, you know it was fun. There were a lot of cool yeah, people in definitely. games too. Yeah, I oh, enjoyed yeah. games. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, obviously from the opening, uh, you know, segment that we put on of this podcast this this you know this month, we're going to delve into games for sure. That's also why, as I pass it off to our next co-host, we brought on Sam because Sam oh. has a little bit of a, a difference. All of us were other departments that went into games, but Sam, you were a games person. Now, I don't know your history though, so I don't know if you actually started in games. I don't know what your history in the park was at all. So I only knew you from 97, my last year in games. So passing off to you, how did you start? When did you start? Uh, I started uh, in 96. I had just moved to New Jersey from California. I was following my family who had just moved. My mother was working in guest relations at the time and wow. nudging me. You know, you really should work at Great Adventure. And of course, you know, that's all I want to do is work with my mother in college. And, <laughs> um, so, you know, I was like, all right, well, I just won't work in her department. So I applied thinking, you know, I'm going to get into rides. I'm going to run the bobsled because that was my favorite ride growing up. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I learned it didn't even exist anymore. My mom never discouraged that. She, she works to get the list and she knew it wasn't there. But no, 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 go. Go play the ride. Where you run the ride you want. This is where we need the sound effect. For the like, second I'll time, I'll... Ming is putting the sucker thing over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, all right, I'll take my second choice. Where, give me Ultra Twister. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it was going to be Rolling Thunder. I was going to work in rides, and Rolling Thunder was there when I was a kid. So I was like, okay, that's kind of exciting, you know. And then, you know, when you get hired, you have to go to medical to get cleared. And, you know, that's when I, I shared that, you know, I had a bad back. And for some reason, that person in medical thought, oh, well, you're going to have to go to another department. And games was one of those options, which is crazy because in games, you carry, like, so many pounds of money <laughs> and prizes, you know, totally. like... I'm just think they're way more than you and bags over your head, but yeah. So I got. I just want to put out there. There were plenty of rides you could have done with a bad back. I'm just. Oh yes, yeah. I'm thinking about all the people we had working rides. There were some people, you know, swings perhaps. Uh, I mean, it it, it wasn't there either. But paddle boats, you would have been perfect for paddle boats. You know. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. so I went to games and uh, I, had, I had quite the first day on my way to the boardwalk area. I saw Tweety pass out in the back area. <laughs> I was like, hey, Tweety. And, you know, they're always with their little attendants and I'm like, hello. And all of a sudden I hear a thump. <laughs> I look back. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, just, awesome. go, just go, man. I'm like, all right. So I uh, showed up to boardwalk. I remember my, my first supervisor was Omar and bless his heart. He was so nice to me because I think I'm in the, uh, that game super where you throw the little uh, hula hoop over the box with a little dog on it. Yep. I couldn't yep. have been in there longer than 20 minutes. And all of a sudden I'm like, you know, I, I call him over. I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I feel really sick. And I spent the next 30 minutes throwing up in medical. So I went home <laughs> on my first day. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And uh, thankfully, when I came back for my second day, I still had a job and everyone was nice to me. 
My mom still worked in guest relations. And of course, a few months later, embarrassed me to no end. I came home from work to find my dad was on a business trip. So my mom's like, oh, I'll have everyone over, you know, and, and again, you know, a party at Great Adventure is never small. Unless <laughs> relations, because there's so few of them, um, but they're managed to still be quite the circle of people. And I'll never forget. I walk in. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, and there was a guy that worked in guest relations. I won't say his name, but um, I had such a crush on him. Oh my god! And my mom has no alcohol tolerance whatsoever. She's probably still working on her first glass. She's tipsy, and, and she's like my daughter has a crush on you as I walk in the door <laughs> and I'm mortified because not only am I, you know, completely embarrassed, but he's sitting right next to his absolutely stunning fiance. <laughs> well, I yeah. Yeah, and uh, I didn't really talk okay, to the congratulations people too much. <laughs> <in this family. laughs> she skipped right over that. Andy. She's like, no, it didn't. <laughs> 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 you did figure it out, yes. <laughs> I, always, I always wanted to know, like, what drives somebody to work at guest relations? Like, I want to listen to people rant and rave and yell at me all day. Like, I think I'll get a job at guest relations because I like that. I mean, right. they did pay a little bit more than us, I, I believe. At least the games people, guest relations made more, but games uh, made nothing. So it's probably like an extra dime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Here's your hazard page. Stick him next to Don. Well, yeah. So I, my my whole time at Great Adventure was in games. Um, you know, like as a black tag non management, I spent a lot of time uh, where Scott was up at Flight Deck, and um, you know, awesome. my way up into management. Oh, the good Flight Deck days. Yeah, that was that was a prime spot because you were operating a ride that was an attraction. But for games people, we were like, yeah, we get to operate something. So, <laughs> you know, I just want to point out, because Steve said in the beginning that you were his favorite games person that worked for him. But Steve, I just want to point out that like I was a games person for like a week that worked for you. Like, <laughs> I don't know if he's retracting his statement. Let's be honest. I died a little on the inside. If, if you were my favorite, would I really have brought you to games? Come on. <laughs> oh, <I'm not> there, <laughs> yeah. I pretty much sabotaged your career in one season. Come on. You know? <laughs> Well, you you were like the mother hen that like pushed me to the edge of the nest to get out. Like you know, here Scott's not ready to leave completely. Let's just bring him the games and give him that final nudge to leave the yeah, nest. All let's right. be quite honest. That that was a that was a revolving door because then at the end of that season, you were the mother hen pushing me to get the hell out of the park. So it still worked out best for yeah, both man. of us, right? I mean, well, I thought they take downsides. That was kind of one of the problems, you know. <laughs> like here we are. I didn't ever just realize like how many of these. Operations people got like shoved into games within like a like, one or two year period, and that's yep. why everybody was so pissed off at us. <laughs> uh, well, 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 Sam, I don't know if you were done yet, but I have a big question for you that Andy just kind of lit the fuse to. Uh -oh. So, so you know, in the, in the in the early nineties, there is this really popular wrestling storyline called the NWO, and it was where. These wrestlers came from one wrestling association, WWE, and they invaded the other one. And everybody that watched it loved it, but everybody else hated it because they were the bad guys. They were the invaders, right? They were the New World Order. This is four New World Order members right here that invaded the games area. 
and immediately took full-time positions. Yeah. One person only took a seasonal, but even that I'm sure pissed somebody off because like you said, <laughs> while we looked at, you know, the, the flight simulator, Max Flight Simulator is like, oh, it's just a small little attraction. I, like you said, games people actually liked it. So if yeah. you get a supervisor's pay and be sitting in there in the AC, you're probably pretty happy chilling out in the right stuff area. And we fucked all those people over by taking those positions. Yep. So you being a games person, how hated were we? <laughs> like, that's my question. You know, like the rides people like you, I mean, look, we all understand people come to the park for the rides mostly. And I think, I think part of the problem is that all the rides people didn't just know that, but they flaunted it. It was like, yeah, I'm a ride. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I always kind of felt like the ride people kind of felt like they were the smartest people too, because they were allowed to operate the rides. There was like a snootiness a little bit. Yeah, we were definitely not the smartest people, but yeah, I know you're <laughs> we were snooty. We were definitely not smart. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But yeah, like you know, we would have little little feuds with you guys. Like you know, at the end of the night, the rides people would sweep the area around the ride, you know, and and they would get mad at the games people. Like, what are you guys doing, standing around? We're sweeping your area, but you know, you know we have things to do, too, you know. <laughs> But you know, like, I, I personally, my my big beef was with grounds. But that's that's a whole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I mean that explains a lot. Like to so, like why I felt the love when I came to games. Like nobody there liked me. No, <laughs> I mean it's not unusual for people not to like me. Obviously, but like, and you had the coaster too. You had the Pretend. two only attractions in games. But I was like a refugee because like <laughs> like the games people hated me. And then, like, the rides people treated me like simple Bob because I'm the one more rides person. They're like, you know, and they're giving me shit. I'm like, I was a ride suit five minutes ago, and you're giving me crap. Like, what the hell? Like, give me a little professional courtesy here. They're like, oh, let me explain it to you in a way that you'll understand. I'll use small words. Like, what the hell? Sorry. I will say though, you did get Sam is not wrong. Like you got one of my favorite things in that entire year I was in games was me and Andy would walk over to fucking Daredevil Die. We'd walk over to Skyco so it'd be like test ride. <laughs> that was every day. Skyco was pretty cool. Oh my god, it was so fun. That was my favorite thing, man. So you know. It didn't help you, Scott. Mm -mm. Yeah. Well, I only think I rode the Sky Coaster one time, and that was when you. Steve, me, and Gary wrote it, and that was the only time I wrote it. But that, that was before I came to games, so you know, I don't know. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> well, what was it like working in a little simulator thing? I mean, that's. I, I mean, did you, don't get me wrong. The simulators themselves were pretty badass. I mean, it was like a flight simulator where you can actually like lock some cockpit time. That was cool, but. Whoever designed those damn things should have been like, you know, whipped and beaten because it was so stupid. There was like two buttons. And if you pushed the one button before the other one, you crashed, like the thing would go up and then the tail would crash onto the concrete. Right, right. You push, make sure you push the right button first. And damned if I didn't, I wrote up every single person on the crew for that. <laughs> and then I did it. And I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> and then I had to like do my own, like, you know, walk of shame into the office of games. And I forget who the full-time soup was. I was like, listen, I just pushed the wrong button and I crashed it. I was like, you got to write me up. He's like, no, I'm not going to write you up. I was like, you have to write me up. I've written up everyone on my crew. You've got to do this. I can't do it myself. You've got to do it for me. 
But he did, he's like, yeah, I'll write you up. Go, go away. I was like, son of a bitch. He's not going to write me up. <laughs> so, that That's funny. That, oh, go ahead, Steve. I, I, I actually remember running a break there once. So I, I had to come in and run a break for the, the simulators. And I smacked that motherfucker right on the floor. I didn't write myself up. I don't know what the hell you were thinking. <laughs> I was just like, oh, well. <laughs> Yeah, no, that, that owner, that owner hated me. Oh, yeah. We called him in because I said, you know, I was letting Denise know, like, this this ride's not safe. I was like, it's going to hurt somebody. It's not safe. He's like, no, it's fine. I was like, I'm telling you now, I can compact this ride into the ground. He's like, no, it won't. I'm like, you sure? He's like, go ahead. I do it, and he gets pissed at me. That's the that I mean. It was like a good two feet of crush. It was amazing. I, I still can see it today. That's how wonderful it was. I mean, it just kept going, and he started yelling. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, you told me to do it. I was like, what do you expect? I told you it was going to happen. You didn't believe That's me. what happens when you go with the lowest bidder. <laughs> you know what's funny? I completely forgot about this until you just said about the owner, but... I one of the things I did that season was I wrote the tests and the manual for Max Flight, and that's only because I had written the tests and the manuals for all the rides when I was doing it with Kathy Baisner uh, back when I was a ride CEO soup. And I remember I absolutely forgot about this. I remember that guy wanting to remove like all the things, and I this is I'm off memory here, but if I'm remembering right. He was pissed at me for all the safety stuff. He's like, that doesn't yeah. apply. That doesn't apply. That doesn't apply. And I was like, yeah. you kind of have to have that in there. Nope. Nope. Did no. he tell you that he used to fly jets? He used to keep his I think he did. I was like, well, great. Did. But this is still a mess. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. I'm trying, you know, but I just compacted your coaster into the ground. It's <laughs> pretty funny. I forgot how much of a pain in the ass that guy was until you said it, though. It's funny. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, he was great. Yeah. Well, Andy, you dealt with contracts and licensing, right? Did you ever have to deal with that guy? Were you one of the people that brought him in or anything like that? Or was he already there? Yeah, I probably dealt with the contract for him. In fact, I remember we went, I don't know if you were with us that night. They had a big warehouse over in some industrial complex in Lakewood, and we had to go there and test ride all their stuff and everything. So, we yeah, I think so. I think I was there. But uh, yeah, no, there were like like every outside vendor. I never realized when we worked in operations how many outside companies were really operating in the park. You know, yeah. and all we, we did was split the money with them. Like we didn't have to do anything. They'd come in, right. set up this whole thing themselves, and we'd just right. split part of the money with them. But yeah. these were lots of shady characters. I mean, guys who, uh, you know, would run the thing their own way. And you had very little control over what they did. You know, the, the guy running the, the laser tag. They, you know, um, the Q's are, Q's are was an Q's outside vendor. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. the, the cars, right. The, all the remotes, the remote all cars, the remote every, cars the boats. And boats. Yeah. Oh. You know, even every single arcade machine. You know, now was the Hayride an outside vendor role or did GA just go out and rent a bunch of tractors? So, and say, what the hell? No, <laughs> so so the, Hayride, the Hayride was both the Hayride, the Hayride itself was run the, the, the transport, the wagons was run by us, which was ridiculous because none of us knew how to drive a fucking stick shift and we we're all doing it. That's how but, I learned. Yeah. But all the, the, the actors and the actual hayride, everything inside the show perspective was four-star entertainment. So that was that was separate. And actually the first year I got hired separately from the guy that ran four-star to do the mad scientist at the end. I created his head. And the guy hated it. 
The actor fucking hated it because I created it with two bladders that were hooked to syringes, like hidden inside of his like like pet thing. And he just squeezed them and it made it look like his head pulsed. And he was like, I'm an actor, I don't do that. <laughs> he just took the syringes out of So he ended up just having this big brain with a wig on it and that they paid me to make. And I was like, whatever, I'm paid. I don't care. You know, but, yeah. you don't want to pulse, don't pulse. Right, exactly. I was like, whatever. I don't give a shit. But yeah, but that was that was a mix. But to Andy's point, it wasn't all one department. It was a mix, you know. So right, and like but, I um, said, they just threw us on tractors. Which I mean, when I think back of all the stuff we would do, like you know, basically now we were babies. We were little kids. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was operating. You know, uh, three trains in the rain on the mine train before I was even allowed to operate a car. At like fucking sixteen. At like sixteen, yeah. man. And yeah. You know, and same thing. They teach you how to drive a stick. You drive it around the parking lot a little bit, and they're like, "Here you go. We're gonna put fifty, you know, brave souls on the back of this thing now, and take you. <laughs> you can start driving them through this obstacle course of buildings and fences and rides. But zombies so, yeah, coming no, around. And... Yeah, no, I took the corner off uh, the first aid building with that thing. I was oh, yeah. so thankful I didn't take anybody's hands off. But uh, yeah, that was Bright Fest was always pretty interesting. Yeah, for yeah. the record, Chris really still can't drive sticks. So I don't. I, no. I'm, I'm terrified when I think about guests in the back. But when he's on a tractor, he's badass. I was gonna say, yeah. I'd love to say she's wrong, but I learned on a tractor, and it really didn't get much better from there. And I cannot believe they let me carry 40, 50 souls on the back of that tractor. They paid to get in and get on my tractor. I, I don't want to give it all up. There's so many great me ride stories for October, but they paid for that. <laughs> Andy, um, who else Who else were outside contractors that you remember outside? So there was Qzar. I know that there was the, the Scooby-Doo water game that was in front of Big Wheel. That was like a fucking oh, yeah, truck yeah. or whatever, right? Oh, yeah. That was the Spiromania game. Was the water game? Really, were real po uh, popular that year. And, yeah, um, yeah. There's this company out of Florida. They were loud as them. fuck. They were fun. I mean, I would. I remember walking like past there and just seeing it, and going, "I want to walk over there." I don't even fucking know why. I don't want a Scooby Doo, but I just want to walk over there. It just seems fun. Everyone's enjoying themselves, you know. So yeah, and we would just pop them up like enough. overnight. Like, yeah. Overnight, all of a sudden, we'd be set up in front of something, you know, you know, uh, wherever the crowd was going, we'd move it there. And, yeah. Um, and, uh, they were, you know, typically kind of like boardwalk kind of games, but, you know, we would try and clean oh, them. The first year, I think they were kind of just generic, but then we went and purchased more things from or released more more games from them. They got to be more themed with the park. And, right, uh, right. No, they did real well. And I remember and we, we got to make all kinds of sound clips. And this was at the time. Oh, when, I remember that. That's know, right. Like, I forgot um, about that. You know, AOL days and people would just learn, you know, hey, you know, I could go to this website and download all these different sound clips from movies Wait. and everything. And we <laughs> would just give them a disc to the guys and the guys would load them on there. And, you know, uh, yeah, we got in trouble Wait. for a couple of those. That's what I was going to say. We got in trouble for copyright infringement because we used another other people's <laughs> clips, right? I totally remember that now. <laughs> yeah, and then there was one other that, we never meant to be. We thought it was fun, but some of it was a little offensive, and they they took that one off too. I'm not gonna say what it was. I don't know. And that was another big vendor. Um, Rockwell. Rockwell was a vendor. Rockwell, 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 Rockwell was a vendor yeah. too. You would send a game store over there with to work the flight like simulators in it. Yeah. 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 
And then um, eventually, I think we can also come get the Sky Coaster and then that other, I forget what it's called, that looping Starship kind of copy thing. That was uh, oh, I know also. Yeah. But that came right after I left. And then they put that ladder thing in where you have to climb the ladder that flips you over. Oh, yeah, yeah. You had to hit the bell or something oh, like really? that. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. That that was there when I was a kid, right where Qzar was. That was always a fucking game yeah. right there. Yeah. So they brought it back? They brought it back, and it had it <laughs> completely by a vendor. Like, no games person did money, nothing. It was all run by a vendor. A and that's had no winners. I won that thing as a kid. I won that How thing did you win that? You just, like... Did you just like leap from the first run no, straight into no. like a flying squirrel? The second you you get on it, you have to hold the two sides like this, and then right. you have to just go straight. If you even imbalance a little bit, you're flipping. But if you literally just scoot like this, you can go all the way up without a problem. I, and, really? and I got it got to the point. God, one it. of the things that sucked when we went to games was. All the other kids knew how to win all the games. Absolutely, so like a bunch of idiots. We couldn't do shit. We couldn't hit a you know hit the play with the ball or anything. You know, everyone else. Was I, I thought I knew games. I will say, I might have the name wrong. There is another really cool. Uh, I want to say it was a red tag, Felicia. I want to say her name was in Game Square. Who actually? My, I think it was Felicia, right? Who was actually mm -hmm. super fucking cool. Yes, she was a strip later on. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. Did. Yes, that was her. Super yep. cool. She walked me around for uh, my first week and showed me how to beat every fucking game. Every fucking game. Like <laughs> this is how you beat. This is how you do that. Mm -hmm. I could only do maybe a tenth of them. Even after she got done, I just did not have the skill to do like the fucking wire thing. She oh, showed it to me like five times seamlessly, yeah. and I was like, Nah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They showed me uh, the wire practice. so many times. Yeah, I could not. That's do what it was. Yeah. Which yeah, I mean, I could not do it. Look, you guys already hated me if I sat there for my eight-hour shift learning a fucking wire game. I only got it been over too well, you know? Old Wired Hicks over there. <laughs> Earning his full-time pay. Whoa. <laughs> Wacky Wire Hicks another eight-hour day. <laughs> Damn it, that should have been my name. Shit. <laughs> no, no, yeah. <laughs> I should have sat at that Wacky Wire game. I wasn't thinking ahead, you know? Oh, nice. Oh, that's funny as shit, man. All right. Well, wait a minute. There's something you guys talked about that you guys have mentioned free us having this call, but I just completely forgot. About. What the fuck were the Square Olympics? What are the oh, Square Olympics? They were, that was good times. That was, you know, hey, it's it's raining out. There's barely anybody in the park. There's nothing to do. It's time for an Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> you just start at one side, right, Sam? Like you, yeah, you start a wacky like, wire. Right, right. You start at wacky wire. You work your way through every single game, <laughs> every single game. Were there medals yeah. involved? If you took took first place, did you get like the gold medal? Or oh, like, I think it was mainly bragging rights. It was right? bragging uh, rights, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes definitely. there was like, I'll buy you a soda, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought I knew games. I thought I knew games before I went to games. I didn't know shit. <laughs> they died. I got dominated. I'm gonna come in dead last. Yeah, dominated. Just dominated. I mean. Here's also the difference. Sam's like, we would do the whole entire Olympics, and then someone might buy you a soda. If you were in rides, we were taking the fish feeders, give you $30 a quarters. I mean, <laughs> the difference. You see why we were so cocky? We got paid to have fun, okay? <laughs> if you took one of them quarters in games, we fired your ass, sir. <laughs> that was it. So actually, that's a good segue. 
let's talk about firing people in games because oh, I fired oh. a lot of fucking people in rides, but nowhere near what I fired oh. in my one fucking year in games. It was like I thought every, I fired every a lot day. Of people for games, yeah, that's, no, nothing like that's that. when I lost my trust in humanity. <laughs> <laughs> You couldn't trust anybody. It was a life-changing experience. Right. It'd be somebody who'd come in early for you, stay late, go without a break, they'd hook you up. You know, yeah. the, the fall, they'd still be coming in during the week for you. You know, when you had like eight employees actually show up, you know, they'd be there for you every time. And then you find out that they've been stealing from you all summer long. Yep. Yeah, you know, no, I remember them. even training. Yeah. I remember even training, talking to supervisors and managers and going, Keep in mind that a lot of times your best employee is going to be your best thief. And that's such an awful way of thinking about things, but it was the case a lot of times. Yeah. Of course, not all of them, but yeah, they were smart. Like, I'm going to do a trace job. Right? I'm going to have a smile yeah. on my face. I'm going to be on the microphone getting people over here because there's more money coming in that yeah. way. And also, it's a good smoke screen. Yeah. yeah. That sure. was actually my job. My I think it was my third season. It was uh, when I first got promoted to supervisor. It was it was it was kind of a hybrid role. I was responsible for Frontier, which became the training center because that was the year when all the new bills came out, where the twenty dollar bills had big twenties and stuff. So we had to teach people, you know, how to detect counterfeit bills, and then also teach them how to take money give them change and put the revenue in a box, a locked box. And so that, you know, is where the, the stealing would come from. They just wouldn't put it in the box. They put it in their pocket. <laughs> um, but then the other half was I worked in loss prevention. So it was, uh, it was kind of bizarre that I was hiring people knowing at least one or two of you right here, I'm going to fire for theft in a few months. All right. And uh, we broke the record for games for and these and these are just the ones that we caught who confessed yes i stole it was either 84 or 87 people in one season it's crazy wow. yeah we'll have to ask matt <laughs> hey, not a big department right it wasn't like the i mean it was probably it was smaller than rides as far as employees go mm -hmm. yeah that's yeah. Cool. Yeah. a bad yeah, for sure yeah, and that's not including the volunteers in the tent. Yeah, that these were actually employees. Tent, oh, yeah. Yeah. Little criminals. Temps, I took an entire bus and an <laughs> entire group, and after they were there for forty-five minutes, Denise said, "We were like, yeah, it's not worth just pull, pull them all." Asked them all to grab their stuff. We took their tills. We took the money. And I was like, you wow. follow me. We're all going to take a walk up to the main gate. I'll explain when we get there. We walked them outside and said, your bus will be here at 5 o'clock. You're all done for the day. Thank you. There was someone with actual house arrest bracelet on at one time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's such yeah. a range like like, you know, you're wearing your, your apron, your till and you'd have I mean, you'd have people where, you know, they're supposed to have exactly two hundred fifty dollars in their till, you know, and it'd be made up of a lot of like, you know, their quarters of Susan B. Anthony's, you know, and, and bills. And I mean, you'd see money coming out of the tills. It'd be so false. It was like so obvious. Like yeah. you're that <laughs> stupid or you're stealing, you know? And there were a lot of dumb people that just couldn't count. We had that that too. But then there were people like Steve was saying like, 
like people you would never guess, like the 15 year olds who stole like, it was like $10,000 in quarters <laughs> over three months, skinny little kid, you know, and you can't bring bags into the park. Remember he had a, anything, yeah. he had a little clear pouch. Like, so yeah, I don't know yeah. where he hid it, all those rules of corridors in three months. Like See, you should have promoted that kid and made him loss prevention. You know? <laughs> we really should have, we should have. <laughs> Put him behind a camera. <laughs> I mean, I can I honestly say, and I know how it works. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can honestly say there are there there are weeks where I swear to God I felt I spent more time with Ernie and investigations than I did with the fucking employees. <laughs> like I'm not even shitting you. Like I, yeah. I would walk in, be immediately have to go into I you know, investigations. Fucking Ernie be like, this guy did this, blah, blah blah, and then we'd be firing him, and then. My next, I go to leave, and then there's another one coming in. Yeah. And I'm like, I guess I'll just stay here. And then it's like, you know, six hours later, I get to walk out for two hours and do whatever the hell I'm supposed to do, and then I go home. It was like, when you were firing those those employees, did they ask for their union rep? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't remember ever having a games employee Rides, ask for a union rep. Rides every motherfucker which you say I love. I, I mean, loved, man. I, I loved it. Like, like, show up and it was like, the rep would show up and go, "So what? What's the thing? This? Did you do it? Yes. Okay." Oh my god! My last year, my last year in in rides, there was a Jamaican union rep in foods, and it didn't matter what department the union rep came from because it was all the same unions. So they would just bring that union rep over, right? And I remember I was terminating someone, sure safety violation, 100% valid terminate. I, I could, I'm very proud that I've never fired anyone like for a personal vendetta. It was always like, you right. fucking did this. You know why I'm firing you. And that's that, right? Yeah. And this Jamaican dude comes in and the dude's like, I, well, I want a union rep. And I was like, you're completely entitled to that. And I bring it in this Jamaican dude comes in and he goes, oh, da, 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 da. why did you do this? You know you did this. Why am I here? Why am I here? Why are we wasting? You're wasting my time. And the dude's like, well, I mean, you're my union rep. He goes, well, what do you think that means? That doesn't mean I get you out of this. You did this. Did you do it? And the kid's like, well, yeah. And he goes, okay, sign. <laughs> the kid's like, I'm not going to sign. And he goes, you don't have to sign. I'm your union rep. You're still getting fired. You know, it's so fine. great. Just watch this Jamaican guy just go off on his kid. And I was like, that's your union rep. You feel good? You feel good? All right. Let me walk you out. <laughs> I mean, that was so, like, well, I forget what it was. It was like four or six bucks that you paid a week. Oh, it was a lot. It was a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. One of the biggest things about becoming a supervisor was you're no longer in the union. In the union. That was like a raise in of itself. Yeah, it was. Now a raise rate for that. That was probably the best raise we got when we became a supervisor. Yeah, it wasn't that much of a bump. No, no, it really wasn't. That's funny. So, um, one of the other things that was, we're talking about theft. Well, this isn't actually theft, but wasn't there a family you guys had, had told me about that was really famous for while we're talking about people that know how to beat the games? Yeah. <laughs> what was the rule with the games? Like, if you got, so we all know there were certain people like Felicia that could just go in there and beat that game like every single time. So, how did we prevent that? Like, what was our rule in that? Uh, these people would drive you crazy. You know, first of all, as soon as somebody spotted them, like an old bulletin went out over the radio and now someone was basically following them, watching around, you know, where they would go all day. Cause it was, it was this cat and mouse game we played all day long where they would push the rules to limit and 
Well, you know, let's and, come and up with an alien. They knew all the rules. They knew all the rules, all the laws, well, everything. And this was a family, right? This yeah. was a whole family oh, yeah. that, that yeah, knew how yeah, to beat the games. Coming, it was a very organized group. It was an organized <laughs> crime family. Cleaning the okay. place out of prizes. What's a good name we can we, call We had a couple. Gang of Jammies? Yeah, I had the Ram The, the Ram Jammies. <laughs> beyond that, like, they would complain to the state, like, yeah. you know, you had to have, like, the foul lines, you know, the line you can't reach over, oh, pass, you know, toss something, you know, if it was just you know, maybe a scratch on it. It wasn't completely painted. You know, oh, we get letters from them about that, mm -hmm. and uh, all they would come with tape measures and try and measure things. And they were they were really crazy, but uh, they cleaned this out for quite a lot of inventory every week, and then they would take yeah. it and sell them at the English Town. Yeah, sell them in the parking lot. They made yeah. a fortune. But just, I, you know, know, I come out and talk to the father and just be like, you know, just small talk and everything, and. They would win oh, their yeah, prizes. Go ahead, walk them through the park. Go Meanwhile, ahead. his kids are picking your pockets while you're exactly, talking. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I watched show. <laughs> no, I mean, most basis. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I remember the team this game being played. a little more brash. Like I remember them. I, I remember one of them at times had like one like an arm where he was reaching over the thing with a with a one of the rings at the ring toss, and he's like, "Well, it doesn't say on the sign I can't do this," and it's like, "Get out of here!" Get out of here! <laughs> you know what I mean? not, not, get out! Come on! Like, it doesn't say a lot of things. <laughs> so, how did they get so good? Do they have like these games at home that they practiced, and then they would just I heard they did. Yeah. yeah, I heard they had their own wacky wires at home, yeah, which were, were really expensive, if I remember correctly. <laughs> like, I want to say something like ten thousand dollars each or seventy five. Really? Because that's. I saw those wacky wires. They didn't look like a ten thousand dollars. No, <laughs> it was a licensing thing. Like they were. Oh uh, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, no, I don't yeah. want to disrespect my people or Andy's, but they were—they were like the gaming mafia. They had it was very organized. <laughs> the gaming very organized. mafia. Yeah, that's awesome. I yeah. mean, like, and we would do—we would do the same kind of thing. We just wouldn't do it as regularly. Like, we'd go to Hershey, you know, and you'd see all the Hershey Games people on their radios because they're like, "Oh God, Joy Ventures here! Like, they're going <laughs> to clean us now." And every time we would end up just giving away prizes because we'd forget we can't <laughs> get them on the car. Like, well, now the best—the best Sam is Matt and Andy. <laughs> you know, so games, you would have the prizes up, right? And those large prizes would sometimes be scarce. Like there may only be one big blue dragon, you know? So what they would do is one of them would win and then the other one would win. One would win and go, I want the blue dragon. And then a second later, and it would be the last one and nobody ever wanted to give the last one up. And I think it was Matt that was like, well, you better, you better figure something out quick because I'm about to win. I want the <laughs> they were real ball busters. I used yeah. to cry laughing. Like, as long as you follow the rules, I don't care at all. Yeah. I was like, because it's hysterical. <laughs> like it's yeah. so funny. And if you if you went to the boardwalk and you went to the wacky wire game, they had a display of all the winners. They would take they would take Polaroids of them, and it was pretty much eighty five percent. GA game GA employees. And they're oh, yeah. first, the same people over and over again with different outfits. <laughs> they took me to the boardwalk one time to show me. They're like, look, look at everybody. They were all wearing, some of them were even wearing the green shirts, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Well, you know, that that's probably a great segue because that's not the only shit we stole from other parks. I feel like we went on a lot of trips as full timers. 
and went to these other, went to Seaside, went to Point Pleasant, went to Jenks, and we were like, oh, that's how you set your display up. And then next year, Six Flags looked amazingly similar. <laughs> you guys remember doing those trips? Andy, I know you do. Yeah, Steve, remember we, we yeah, we'd go down and we'd have to just take start taking pictures of everything and before you know like strange guys were coming out the back like you know trying to see what we were doing all the time and uh, yeah we were trying to measure stuff just like those other people would do to us to steal we were basically just stealing the game concepts exactly <laughs> exactly and it's hysterical yeah. think about it. we're like a multi-billion dollar park and we're going to jenkinson's pier we're like that's pretty good we're gonna do that you know <laughs> Hey, hey, I bet my wife and they, <laughs> they hated us because um, we could buy the prizes for so cheap. And, you that's know, we true. We did huge group buys across all the parks in the whole country. Um, yeah, yeah. I remember we had to go there once for this meeting regarding the cranes and these new laws they were going to change on the, the crane games. And uh, walked into this room above Jenkinson's, this, like, smoky conference room, you know, with all these old <laughs> men, you know, like these are people running the boardwalk for the kids and everything. Yeah. And uh yeah, no, I was I felt very intimidated by some of these guys. Guys have been like, you know, Maury was there. Right, 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 right. Maury Maury's here. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh my and I was god. Just this little kid walking in basically, you know. Hey, there's Lucky Leo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what it was like. Feel like Leo and Maury. Oh my God, it's so great. Oh, the cranes were great. Sorry, I'm just—it's bringing back memories. So we used to call them triple cranes because there were three in like a machine, and behind them in the the boardwalk square was an office. And so you know, we used a lot of fishing line to hang up prizes. And so one day someone came up with this brilliant idea to kill time of tying a fishing line to a triple crane prize and throwing it out in the middle of the square <laughs> and waiting for some poor kid to go, oh, look a little Tweety. And then we pull on it right before he could get to it. And we, we would string that thing all the way across and he, you'd see the kid running after it. That's so fucked up. That's so, cool. That's so, so wrong. Cool. But it was so funny. Wrong. <laughs> so did you let him get the toy eventually or did no. you totally ah that would have been theft that would have been theft <laughs> That's sure. that. so, so he doesn't get the tweety and then he loses his parents and spends half a day in lost parents and he's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fucking crazy oh by the way I'm, I'm gonna point out um anybody else have one of these anybody else have one of these i'm wearing an all-star name tag Oh, which, is, oh, which is my favorite oh, name tag God. ever. Now, now this was given to me because I was an all-star the week ending July 19th, 1987. I'm not going to lie. My life has been downhill since that week, okay? But that week, <laughs> I was a fucking all-star. Right? So, <laughs> that I believe that that all-star program must have ended before I started in 1990 because... No, no, no. It ended yeah. when they hired you because they knew. <laughs> it's just don't even bother. Just he's never getting it. Just put it away, all right? That's it's pretty much transitioned over to Bugs no, Bugs. Different. Different. <laughs> yeah. So hey, let's... Let's talk about Bugs Bugs, man. So I know on our on our Facebook page, I posted, I had a fresh mint Bugs Bug from 96 and from 97. I don't even know if they had them past that year when I, after I left. They probably did. I'm not sure. But um, it's funny because the 96 one, it's just 
a Bugs Buck. You fill it out, you hand it to them, and then they do whatever they do with it. 97, we must have been going crazy with those fuckers because they were carbon copied. And we had yeah. to keep our carbon copies. So shit must have went bad in 96, and I don't remember. <laughs> I but blocked I out honest, a lot of it. Well, this is a fucked up thing. So when I posted them, it's funny. Like, um, like uh, Sabrina Benton mentioned how like she hated them because employees would be like, oh, there's a supervisor. And they pick up the trash, and you wouldn't give them a Bugs Bucks. And the second you walked by, they went, mm, threw back down to <laughs> the fucking ground like, no fucking Bugs Bucks. Oh, pick up that trash, you know? Like, fuck you, you know? That's funny because I did hear that shit. You'd ask someone to do, like, something so... That's it. I need you to to go down the hatch under the log flume station, you know, in, like, a foot of water and and clean the shit out. And, you know, here's a bug fuck. Here's a bug fuck. I mean, I did the same thing. Tower. And clean yep. all that bird crap out of there and everything. Oh, You're right. We'll probably put that bird flu back Here's a bug bug. Yep. It was all about the bribery. It was like, you know, you're supposed to be doing this job anyway, yeah. but so you don't complain while well, I tell you to do it. Here's a here it's ten a thousand or a hundred bugs bucks. Go don't bother me, you know. But the funny thing is I didn't even remember like when I found those and I posted them, I remember giving them out and I don't remember what the fuck you got for them. And you Scott, you said you knew someone oh, that won a yeah. car? A so for car? anybody who doesn't believe that that car the first year, the Buzz Bugs Bucks, I believe it was like a geo tracker or something. Um <laughs> so Mike DiGorio's cousin actually put in Bugs Bucks to get into the drawing for that car and she won it. So holy shit. She, I do she remember they would do raffles it. for prizes. Yeah. 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 She but actually does strategy. Yep. Yeah. There was a strategy to that. So they would have all these different prizes you could win in a paper bag in front of it. And you put a bug's buck, you put all of them in one, or you could spread them out. And so like what what people didn't realize was they didn't empty them out every day. So you go at the very last minute and you look and you, you look in the bag to see which ones are almost empty and you put (laughs) your bug's bucks in those. So I used to clean up. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking bug's bucks, man. I, Bugs Bucks, I, I have here, I'll, I'll tell you a story that I'm, I'm not proud of. <laughs> I, I, I took pride in not being vindictive or being like an asshole at the park, like as a supervisor and like, you know, trying to be pretty fair about everything. But um, the the <laughs> 96, I was dating somebody who was in rides and we broke up over that winter, but she thought we were going to get back together when she came home from college. And I was not happy with her and I did not. I didn't even reach out to her when she came home. I didn't even talk to her. So she kind of knew something was up. So she did not come back to rides. She went to a different apartment. Mm-hmm. And beginning of that season, when they handed out the Bugs Bugs, I was covering 140. So I was walking from the big wheel over toward the fountain and she was working in that cookie stand that was right next to the flying wave. And as I'm walking, I see her and I see a kid drop his cookie and start crying. And she immediately like gets a new cookie out and hands it out and everything. And I'm like, oh, this is going to piss her off. And I walk over and I'm like, you did a good job. Here's a bug's bug. Enjoy. <laughs> I hand it to her. I, the look on her face, if, if she could have shot a laser beam at her hot eyes, my head would have exploded, you know? <laughs> I, I, I'm sure that's the only Bugs Buck that did not go into the raffle. I'm sure it got burnt the second I walked away behind the stand, you know? But I was like, it was so fucking funny because in my head, I'm like, 
wow, I can turn this into a weapon. This is a this a weapon. <laughs> Such a douchebag oh. move. I, I, I immediately remembered it when I found the Bugs Bugs. I was like, wow, that's one of the only douchey things I remember doing at the park. That was not nice, man. That's not nice. <laughs> I wish they still had bug, the Bugs Bucks when I worked in Frontier because I noticed one game that was not featured in the opening commercial was Frog Bog. I don't know. Oh, oh, I love Frog Bog. Frog Bog. Hammer and the little yeah. frog try to get in the thing. That was the worst game to work in in the park, particularly when it was cold because every time a Splash. frog in the water, you got wet, you got soaked, and the water Splash. was absolutely disgusting. Oh, <laughs> no. Sam, have you oh. ever worked at any? Well, obviously you haven't, but any water ride at Great Adventure, yeah, 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 yeah. all of them pretty much fit that category. Yeah, if you add feces and fecal matter and other stuff into Frog Bog, that's like working oh, adventure God. rivers. Okay, so, and, Ruby know. Town Water Effect people use that bridge for a shower. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And the worst it was, was you see like guests like at, at Congo Rapids. It was like basically swamp water. I mean, it was so disgusting. Oh. Swamp water mixed with sweat, maybe, is like how you would say it. <laughs> like, you would see like snakes and turtles and frogs oh, swimming yeah. through that water. <laughs> and then you'd see people at the end of the ride where like the fire hoses spray the boats <laughs> one side or the other. They're sitting there like, and you see them spitting the water out. And it's yeah. like, oh my God, like, you're going to die of freaking typhoid fever next week. <laughs> you won't be able to pin it on us because it'll be too late. <laughs> Wait, Scott, don't you have a don't you have a story about a flume lead? Um, I do, but that ties into investigations. So, but before I go into that one, I'd like to give <laughs> that out to Pete Lottie Dottie because he was the only person I know who actually screamed like a little girl <laughs> down at the point of Congo Rapids while he was working there because a snake decided to curl up onto the the dock where you had to stand and sun itself because it was, you know, it was cold. The snakes wanted to get some sun. So it's chilling. It's having a good old time. Pete turns around and sees this, you know, I mean, it was a pretty big snake, I have to say, but he screams. I, I swear you could hear it up in the station. He screams so loud and, and he runs away. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you know, you've left the point. Like, you can't leave point. Get back down there. <laughs> no, yeah, wait. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to defend Pete because I think your wife told us that you once woke up screaming like a little girl, screaming Pete's name. I did. I believe no. that's a story that I once heard. That is a true story. <laughs> and it wasn't a dream. It was a nightmare. Oh, I'm sure it's a nightmare. You want Pete? Anybody who Anybody who had to like be Pete's lead knows he was the biggest scammer of them all. And that fucking, he would always try to jam the ride by dispatching boats. And I believe we talked about that last show, but and you had to watch him like a hawk. If you turn your back on him for five seconds, he'd be doing something to break the ride or make a flush happen or something. So I'm so traumatized to this day that I still have dreams trying to stop him from doing shit to like break the ride. So I was yelling at him because he was trying to jam the ride in my dream. So, you know. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> That's not some pretty either I'm not talking about here. That was literal trying to jam the rapids ride. Not not anything else, not any orifice or anything. Sure. <laughs> I felt like we had a lot of kids who were too smart for their own good working on that rapids ride. Yeah, I was just thinking the, the same thing. Everybody working on it couldn't wait for it to break down. For it to fucking break down. Everyone was trying to jam the damn thing. Well, I mean, I mean 
I love yeah. flushes. Like, and flushes I get there sometimes like, when they'd be skipping. Like they were so happy that it was there. Oh, fuck yeah. Because <laughs> they thought they did it. They were like, oh, it's going to happen. It's going to, oh. Yeah. Oh. I, mean, I love to have a flush. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was like Christmas when a flush happened because, you know, everybody's running and doing stuff. But I would never do it on purpose. You know, there were people who would try to do it on purpose, which I was not on board with. So. Well, I mean, to Andy's point, though, almost everybody that worked that ride that, you know, knew how to actually operate was trying to jam it, and yet you only screamed Pete's name out in your sleep. So I'm just going to leave it at that. We're, we'll move on. We'll move on. Your but favorite. we just established that. Yeah, and he's clearly your favorite, Scott. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, I'm not going to take it any further. So. What, was, what was your story about the hydroflume? Oh, so I don't remember this kid's name. The lead that we had, the year that you, me, and Gary supervised, I think. Yeah. So I forget the the kid's name but he was like he was a good employee he did he followed the rules he had the ride running straight like no problems no nothing and and but like that next season after you me and gary all left that's that section right like, and um i think it was kathy and i forget who else took over the section like yeah the kid went to the dark side i don't know what happened but like he was down he wound up in um in loss prevention, he was getting like you know the third degree underneath the, the hot lights and everything. And Kathy was telling me that you know he was like, while he was getting interrogated, the interrogator said that he was like you know telling him that they were turning him on and he was getting hot <laughs> on. And yeah, he was. I, I, don't, I wish I remember his name, but I remember. <laughs> Oh, based on the story you're telling right now, I don't want his name out there right now. But wait, did he get fired? Yeah, they fired him. I thought he was like, "What like, you guys promoted him, and you know, what kind of people are you promoting?" And I remember you were there when she was telling us, and you were like, "He wasn't like that with us. Obviously, it has to do with the supervisor." Yeah, I know who you're talking about right now, and he was not. He was actually really good. It loads the boats and it does this when it's told. <laughs> it uses the lotion when it unloads the boats. I'm a fucking boat. There was some straighty stuff that went down at that hydroflume riptide, I have to say, but you know, that was where the used condom came in on the water ride. The baby flume. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'm gonna be quite honest. If you fucked on that ride from beginning to end, you're like a one minute chump. Because that ride was fast. You went up, you went down. That was it. I mean, yeah. I don't, I, at least I don't the log you had about two minutes, you know. <laughs> I don't know the story. All I know is that the fiberglass guy <laughs> had the thing, <laughs> thing come down and land on his wrist. <laughs> 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 Oh, oh, he pissed off after it happened. He Scott, Pat, and Dougie. Oh That's yeah. their names, Pat and Dougie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I finally remembered their fucking names. But there was the third dude was who was the crazy one. The third dude who like Pat and Dougie were the chill ones. And the third guy, about, well, I, I forget his name. And you you remember his name? Not saying his last name. What was who was the lead of Fireblast? The big fucking Jack Schwarzenegger arms. Who was cool as shit. He was no, no, awesome. No. No, but that was he was fine I too. Remember, I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name. You know what I'm talking about? His arms look like he could lift a fucking tree. I was yeah, like, holy yeah. shit! Now there was another guy who they must not have let out too much because he was like right on the edge. Like he was like a guy who came back from Nam. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a dude they left. He always stayed in in the in the, yeah. back in the shop. Though. They never brought him out. When he came out, 
when he came out, there were always problems. Like people in the one who was like almost he wanted to kill uh, like Andy when he started the ride and he fell on the belt. I he remember that. Who was harassing that same kid who he made the the lead of the Hydra Flume? Yeah. He bought like some kind of truck from like the surplus sale at at GA and like it was like a plumbing truck. And that other guy wanted it, and he was like harassing him at the ride. Remember? Oh, no. I sort of do. Yeah, I yeah, sort of do. So, I don't remember the dude's name, but he was just like one one like hair away from going losing it and going nuts. So <laughs> that's funny. But he like, but yeah, like I forget which fiberglass guy it was, but he was so pissed. He came up to me. He's like screaming. He's like, "God damn it!" He's like, "I reached back to to clean the flapper out of the back of the boat, and this used condom lands across my wrist." Wow. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "Dude!" I was like. That is some nasty stuff. That I'm not gonna lie, that's like the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. But <laughs> that is funny as hell. Uh, we cleaned some pretty interesting, interesting things out of uh, the cable cars. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, cables for sure. You had plenty of time ride. on the cables. Yeah, you had plenty ride. of time. Cables was only like a five or a six minute ride too, though. Like. Yeah, but people consider that like the Mile High Club. I mean, literally, well, they did. You know, I remember when I was I was on I was on the west side for some reason, and I was loading. Because you decided to go over to luxury and not be a chump. That's <laughs> well, why. Yeah, we know. We well, know. Maybe maybe I just thought that the light curtain sounded so cool. I wanted to go and dance in it or something. I don't know. But, <laughs> but I remember hey, the, we don't like killing squirrels. Okay, we're nice. Uh -huh. All right. Okay. <laughs> but this really super cute chick came up to me. And she's like, "How long is the ride?" And I was like, "Oh, it's about five minutes." And she turns to her boyfriend or whatever, and she's like, I don't know if we'll have time. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, we will. He's like, get in there. <laughs> like, they hopped in the, the car, and they were gone. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> you. Yeah, he's like, I have time. I don't know about yeah, you, yeah. but that's yeah. funny for me. <laughs> it's all about me. That's all, yeah. Oh, it's great. It's fucking great. Nice. God. Well, while we got uh, Andy on, Chris, did you have a story about uh, a Viper breakdown that you wanted to tell? Oh, it was actually the the night before the park opened. Um, uh, work crew, and you know that's that's a long, long day, and uh, you know yeah. you see a lot of crazy shit. I think it was the same year that they were putting in the fountain. There were like thirty foot mounds of dirt that we drove past. I want to say hours before we were opening. I don't know how they got it. Out oh of yeah, there. that was a last around, minute season. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. But like around five, six o'clock, it was starting to get a little dark. It was still light out. Um, we were going to run the Viper. We had to run the Viper in order to, you know, get it ready to go and make sure it was cool. Um, and uh, me, and, I think Ken sent it around and it was moving real slow because it was cold. And we're looking at it and I'm, we're going, I don't know if it's going to make it. It hit it get to the corkscrew. It's like, I don't think it's going to make it. And Ken's like, yeah, it'll make it. I don't know, man. And it got to that corkscrew and it went in and then went like this. Mm. <laughs> and then I heard a lot of One in a million shots. Exactly. Andy and I, I just remember Andy, your face was exactly like you did just there. We were just like, holy shit. Like, because what are you going to do? Like, we didn't do anything wrong. Like, what the hell are you going to do? But, yeah. uh, and we waited. We're like, I mean, it's empty. There's nobody <laughs> of on. Of course. You know, the last week of work crew was great because all we did was run the rides all day long, empty. Right. Yeah. Um, yep. But you had to load them, right? Or lead shot, or this is after lead shot testing. This is after. This was a newer ride. This wasn't like the mine train where you had or the coaster ah. that needed lead shot when it was cold. This was supposed to be right. fine, or so we thought. 
<laughs> it's just staring at it. Like it's got to go forward or come backwards, but I don't think you could do that in a million years if you tried again. Exactly, exactly. It was a one million shot, and uh, I just remember them after we finally. I think Kenny did a lot of cursing, you know, because he was in charge of work crew that year, and every, you know, it was like we got to get everything done. Everything's going, you know. He's got all the pressure to make sure it's all done, and then that hit like around five, six o'clock, and uh, you know, after we notified everyone, <laughs> everyone I shut came down out the for entire that. whole side of the park wasn't even open, but still, it was like. An evacuation for people that weren't paid customers, just workers. <laughs> Everybody out. They shut down the entire side of the park. They yeah. didn't want well, they were gonna bring there. the crane. They were gonna bring the crane into all the stuff. And then I I don't remember which mechanic it was, but all I remember is this dude just free climbed, you know, hundred feet in the air on this loop where the train could have rolled towards him and crushed him, but we're going all the way to the top, pushed it right over. And it made it back, and that was it. We opened it. Guest <laughs> <laughs> on the next day, right? Done and done. <laughs> like holy shit! Like yeah. it never happened. <laughs> Wasn't that the ride that we only purchased a portion of? We didn't purchase the whole ride because yeah. it didn't fit. Yes, yes. They we bought the uh, I guess the economy version of it. Um, I, yeah. I have news for you, Sam. About half of the rides in the last like twenty <laughs> years are the economy versions, oh and there's God. other parks with the real version. Yeah, yeah. like I, I mean, oh. correct me if I'm wrong. Skull Mountain's an economy version too, right? Skull Mountain's a mini yeah. version of what the original ride was, right? Probably. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm almost positive of that. Who advertises oh, yeah. three horizontal loops? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell's a horizontal loop? Oh, it goes around in a circle. <laughs> Like, all right. Well, in the old days, we called it a corkscrew at the mine train, <laughs> but not anymore. Now, horizontal loops. Last time they went all out was Batman the Ride. It was those special uniforms yeah. they bought for you guys. That they oh, yeah. Wore. Flashy tux. Clearly, they didn't make their money back on that, which is why they had to skip on everything. Very since. formal. <laughs> very formal. Very formal. But, uh, yeah, yeah, no. Um, I, and rides did cost more money sometimes if they weren't built properly. I think. <laughs> Why are you making a face, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> There's no proof, but come to Jesus. Here it is. Time to come clean. God. So to get from the square back to you know the the backstage employee area, it was a it was a huge shortcut to cut through the back area, then have to go all the way up and around like where the fountain was and stuff. And you know, for for decades, that was the that was the route back. And you know, it's late, it's dark, you're tired. And yes, we were told, you know, don't take that shortcut because they're building the the Daredevil Dive Sky Coaster there. But you know, we're games people. We don't listen. Um, <laughs> some would call us misfits. Um, <laughs> But you know, and and so they even they even took down the the spotlights so you could see to try to discourage us. But it, obviously that didn't work. And um, so one night, you know, we're walking back, and I I just trip and fall right on my ass, and and everyone's like, Sam, what happened? And and I, I'm looking around, I can't see much, but I see this stake attached to rope, and I'm like, I don't know, I just tripped over this this rope, and I just God damn it. And I stuck it back in the ground. I got up and, you know, you brushed myself off and we walked back. And a couple of weeks later, I remember I'm walking in 
for my shift and I'm looking up and, you know, they're building from the bottom up and it's an arch that, you know, it's going to, is what the, the rope's going to hang from that the people are on. They're supposed, it's supposed to be an arch. It's supposed to meet in the middle. And I'm looking up and I'm like, how many arches are there? Cause I don't think they're going to connect, but I was so scared. I, I like, as I'm sure anyone listening can tell, I, I'm not a quiet person. Um, <laughs> but I was just scared. I think I was like almost mute for like three weeks because they kept building and it was so obvious. It was like, it wasn't going to meet. And I think it was $1.3 million later, they had to take it down and start over. And then for the strategy. <laughs> it's gonna meet. And right tomorrow, there's going to be some engineer whose career went down the toilet after that. Exactly. He's like, son of a bitch, I knew it wasn't there. <laughs> Look at the blueprints. They don't match. Yeah, I mean, anybody, they had dozens of ropes with flags all measured out, which is one of the ones that you must have tripped over. Um, that being said, though, the whole time they're building it, you're looking at it. I didn't even know Sam at the time, Noah, the other story. But you're looking at it and going, that doesn't look like it's gonna be. But Scott said they kept going. You know what I mean? Like it's we're gonna happen. Four days. They were uh, like more than that. that. I thought it was a couple weeks. It's that one year. Like, look at the math. <laughs> They're like, I'm telling you, I measured it three times when I staked it out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was perfect. We went home. We came back. We poured the concrete. I don't know. Oh my God, that's great. It was like a big secret. Like only like five or six people knew for like a year. And then, you know, during the off season and work crew, Chris, myself and uh, the supervisor, Bill Hardifer driving around and Bill's like, Oh, we remember Sky goes, so you know, that's Sam's fault. Right. And I remember I'm in the backseat of the truck, the two of them are in the front and I'm sinking down. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to get fired, sued, prosecuted. <laughs> like, I was, I didn't know Chris that well. Cause you know, it was, Early on in his yeah. career in games. I don't care if you tripped over 10 lines. There was no information <laughs> of that building that stupid thing. It was obvious to all of us. It was not going to meet in the middle. If I pulled them all out, they still should have just, what were they thinking? It never looked like it was going to meet. And they just kept on going. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly what I think I said. I think I said if I tripped over ten of those lines, they just that that is not an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true mm -hmm. well listen folks you know a couple times in this podcast uh you know we made allusions to uh how great the west is and scott doesn't like that but we all know it's true so it doesn't really matter and uh you know it brings up though there there's always been and i truly believe it started with cables because it's always been like east side cables you know dream street cables versus west side cables from the time that me and andy started as black tags it's always been like a cables war that felt like it expanded to like one side of the park east versus west side war um <laughs> and you know i mean at the end of the day we all know that west is best but scott just keeps on fucking disputing it i don't know why it's just silly <laughs> but i feel like this is a perfect opportunity because chris you've always been an east side boy for the most part oh, yeah. Yeah. Scott, for whatever reason, is is like put his stake in the ground over there while we're talking about stakes. <laughs> Just like Sam, though, we know what's the wrong stake, but we're not going to go there, okay? <laughs> and Andy and me are clearly much smarter than you, Scott, because we know Wes is best. But <laughs> but I'm going to throw a challenge out. I'm going to throw a challenge out. So Andy and me will team up, and on a future podcast, we're going to bring 
two guests on. And we're not going to shit all over Dream Street. We're not going to go in that route because, honestly, you, you could just look at your fairy forest outfits and your movie effect yeah, outfits, yeah. and <laughs> it's already doing it for itself. We don't even need to do it, okay? I'm not going to argue what, that point. Yeah. yeah. What we're going to do is we're just – I'm sorry, fantasy forest. I, I always call it fairy forest, but it's fantasy forest. Okay? Right. <laughs> yeah, the politically correct time, Steve. Come on. Yes. <laughs> no, it's not that. just because it was the colors. This color scheme has nothing to do with that. So you're the in, you're you're the unpc person right now, okay? Not me. Um, so me and Andy, <laughs> you definitely are. <laughs> me and Andy are going to bring on two guests, and all we're going to explain is why West is best. That's all we're going to do. We're going we're going to explain. It's going to be like a, a a court case. We're going to explain why West is best, and you guys will be on. You guys will listen to it, okay? And then the very next podcast. You guys can team up and bring on two guests, and you guys can explain why Dream Street is I, I, it doesn't even rhyme. I don't know, whatever you want to call it, Dream Street's better. I don't know, it's stupid, it doesn't even rhyme. West is best, fuck you, okay? But anyway, you get the challenge, all right? <laughs> yeah, well, okay. I mean, it occurs to me actually, it did before we just got on that I mean, I have no point of reference, I've never worked on the, the West side, so I can't really. But I'll take your challenge. I'll pick well, up. Well, and that's I'll... why. That's why we're not going to try to shit on the other side because that's not fair. We're just going to say why we think our side is best. You constantly keep saying Dream Street's better, so why? I mean, you got to point it out. It's got to be more than West had a light curtain. Ooh, like, yeah, okay. Gotta be more, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, no problem. I'm I'm down with it. I'm ready. All right, let's do this, Chris. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'll uh, check in maybe with Neil. I mean, I think 1050 kind of always speaks for itself. Um, but, uh, you know, if you want information, you want backup, you know, some sort of justification, you know, we'll, we'll do that then, Scott. You know, 1050, 1060, you know. Yeah, let's do it. I think there's enough there. All right. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll skip over, with the exception of the Dream Street cables, we'll skip over 140 altogether. But, you know. <laughs> Yeah. I, mean, yeah. Andy, I, like, Andy. I asked that last time. I was like, can't we just skip it? Yeah. <laughs> Andy, I feel like we already won. They're cutting sections of the cheese. Oh. I feel like we already won. We've all seen that. The biggest part of that no time before. Yeah. It's kind of a neutral zone. Yeah. <laughs> Your permanent carnival you had going on there. Yep. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Nice, nice. All right. Well, then that, that the challenge is accepted. Andy, my partner, once again, we're going to team up after like 30 years yeah. and show why Wes is best, just like we always did. I mean, it's just so simple, you know? <laughs> uh, all, right. all right, folks. I cannot believe this, but our, our time is already about to wrap up. So uh, we're, we're in close down mode. Um, once again, absolutely awesome catching up with everybody. Uh, you know, I hope Coven ends soon and we can go to a quicker pace instead of one a month. But for right now, we'll keep moving forward with one a month. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, it's always good to have some time to talk with you guys, especially we have a little bit of more of a games focus on this episode. But I think, uh, you know, that I, I've always been interested in the game side of our invasion. So I love having you on, Sam, you know. It um, was fun. Excellent. So we will sign off for now. And, uh, I am Steve Hicks, my co-host star. Scott Loudon. And, and Sam Pelusa. <laughs> and Andy Aletti. Andy Aletti. <laughs> All right, folks. 
Until next time, as always, make it a great day. Thanks, guys. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye, guys. Thanks.